Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Hey, hey, tasters. Welcome to my table on this Tasty Top Picks Tuesday. How's everybody today? Well, as I'm recording, I'm actually eating leftover pizza. Yes, let's get into an appetizer. This is what I do. Well, yesterday when I was leaving work, I was food shopping. There's a supermarket right by my work site that I was at. And I just was grabbing things. I was in the mood for a beer. Like, you know how you just start grabbing shit off the shelf when you're shopping? I said, I want a tall can and I want this, I want that. I was in a snack mood. So what I do is I get the DiGiorno frozen pizzas, but I always got to add my extra touch to it. I got a DiGiorno and I got the shredded mozzarella cheese, a good brand too. It was like thick slice mozzarella shreds. And I have my extra pasta sauce in the house. And I bring that home and add the extra sauce on top of the pizza like a nice drizzle with the cheese. And that's what I am sitting and well, I just polished off as I'm talking to you. So that was my appetizer. And um, what about you, tasters? Like, do you get into like your own interpretations of snacks? Like, I'm not one of those people. I don't care if it's pre what they call it, pre prep foods. I always have to add my own extra touches. And shout out to an Instagram page, um, Black Girls at Trader Joe's or something to that effect. Because I feel like Trader Joe's has the best gourmet pre-made snacks. And you can really take their snacks home and add your own little touches and turn it into something fabulous. Like I saw an ad on their page. They were making like... Birria, is that how you talk? What is it? Birria tacos? You know the tacos with the good shredded. It's like the juicy roast beef. <laughs> and it's so good. They were making like birria tacos with a birria meat that was frozen from Trader Joe's. But when they took it home and made videos with it, oh, it looks so good. So, yeah, it's a whole page about black girls that do their shopping on the weekend at Trader Joe's. And I mean... As an unmarried woman with no children, I want to start doing stuff like that. Look, now that it's coming up that I will have the weekends off, that's fun. I like things like that. And then let's get straight into my mentals. That's something that I neglected to talk about in my last episode, maybe my last two episodes. Mentally, um, I'm trying tasters. Every day is not an easy day. It is day by day. Mentally, I'm going through this phase in my life where I feel like I am trying to live and have a normal, happy life while dealing with everybody else's bullshit. I know you probably thinking like, well, who isn't going through that? I don't care what everybody's going through. This is about myself. I feel like right now, this is my opinion for my mentals. We living in a very over emotional world 
You can't say nothing. I was watching the reunion for that show, Love is Blind, the other day. And the young man was saying, like, this is crazy. This is insane about his situation with his fiance that didn't work out. And they were just cutting him off. No, you can't say crazy. You can't say insane. Like, we're living in this world where you can't say any fucking thing. And then, I, you know, for all of this political correctness that's going on, it sure is a lot of incorrect shit that's still happening. People are still cheating on each other. Relationships are still falling apart. People are still losing their lives, losing their jobs. So, you know, we putting everything in words. Don't say this. Don't say that. Make sure you say this properly. Make sure you say that the right way. But we're not living it. And that's what's going on with my mentals right now. It's like a lot of people around me, they're just talking. They're just talking. They're just moving. There's like nobody's moving on real emotion. Everybody's just like reaction, you know, head trigger reactions. It's like people are just on edge waiting for you to say the wrong thing so they can jump on you. And I'm sick of it. And that's where my mentals are at right now. How to woosah and om and really relax through that shit. I said I was going to start meditating. I lied. I haven't yet. It's like I feel like you got to even get in a good headspace to sit still enough to meditate. Because meditation, it takes a lot. Well, it, one, the one or two times I tried it, it took a lot out of me emotionally. You know, you, you have to be in a certain, you're supposed to be in a certain sitting position so that you can gain the most from the meditative experience, blocking everything out, you know, as far as all of the elements that affect you negatively. And that's not easy for me to do. Like with meditation, you're supposed to shut everything out that is not a part of your meditation process. So I'll get there, but I ain't there yet. And also mentally, I'm fat and I'm tired of it. I'm a fat bitch and I've been gaining weight. I'm overeating. I think, you know, I am an emotional eater. I eat my pain away. And it's not even pain. Like I said, just a lot of bullshit. Like I am really, as much as I'm a people person, People can make you sick. Like, I feel like you got people where their aim is to take you out of that. When you are a people person, it's like people are around you to say, oh, she's one of these people persons. She's always pleasant, always smiley. Let's find a way to turn that smile into a frown. Let's say something stupid and try to hurt her feelings. Let's ask inappropriate questions and just be dumb to fuck with her. Like, that's really <laughs> what's going on with my mentals. So, yeah. Um, thank you for letting me vent taste this. Like I said, it's been two episodes that I have not discussed my mental state. And, you know, since the big saying, the politically correct statement is mental health is real. Well, my mental health is real. And I've got to find a way to get it together. So, anyway... Let's talk about the main course. What brings us to the table today? Um, love, marriage, and divorce. I can't tell you if this is going to be a long one or a short stay, but I have quite a few things on my mind. First of all, let's see what we want to start off with. Let, let's get the bullshit out the way. Let's let let's get the 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 the, the hard stuff, the negative, or you know, off the table. This nigga Kanye West, yeah, I called him a nigga. I don't like Kanye West's ways. Let's say that because I don't know the man. I know his music and I know his shenanigans. And um, the big drop about a week ago is that he has agreed to 
a $200,000 a month child support settlement in his divorce from Kim Kardashian. And everyone was so affected by this, especially black men. Oh my God, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't cost 200 grand a month to take care of kids. I don't care how many kids you got. First of all, who gives a fuck? And second of all, who gives a fuck? This is a man who wrote the song Gold Digger. Everybody knows the lyrics. And if you don't know the lyrics, look them up. I ain't even going to say the lyrics here. But the whole point of the song Gold Digger that he wrote is actually his life played out. You got a woman and that um, she took you through the mill. You know, fucked up your mentals. Had your kids. Now it's over. She's not even dating black men anymore. She done gave back her blackness, done got her ass removed and all of her goodies that she had installed to please this black man. You're back creeping around with white men, having your children around these men that you're dating. And now you're going to get 200 k a month in child support to boot. And there are people who actually feel bad for Kanye West and I really, um, I don't get it. He knew what he was getting into. Even in that song, I will mention a line from the song when he was saying, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup. What happened to your prenup? Because she's a very wealthy woman and he is still on paper a very wealthy man, no longer billionaire status. At this point, she actually has more money than him as far as net worth because of all of his antics of late. But I just don't understand all the sympathy for this nigga. I got to stop saying nigga right because that's not politically correct. But that's how I feel about him right now. Nigga, you fucked up. And I don't feel sorry for him. Not in the least. Like, why does everybody want to come to this man's aid and his rescue? I just would like to ask everyone who feels that Kanye West deserves sympathy and, you know, feel like they want to put on their capes for him. Go through your phone, right? And show me your call log and let me know the last time Kanye West called you to check on you and see that you were good out here. Okay? When you can find that call log, send it to me. Send it to MizIronBox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Let's discuss it. See, that's never going to happen. Yes, I'm being facetious. Like, who gives a fuck about what how much Kanye West got to pay in child support. First of all, these judges know for a judge to declare a 200 grand a month child support order. And for this nigga to agree to it, you can afford it. Like why do men, especially my black men, why do y'all like jump for men, wealthy, rich men in concern about their child support orders? Concern yourself with your own child support order. How about not putting yourself in positions where you'll end up divorced and paying child support? I mean, I'm not trying to get into what led to the demise of his marriage, but it happened. You know, and that wasn't supposed to happen to the genius. You know, you're going through shit that regular people go through. Your marriage is over. Your woman don't want you no more. You're sad about it. You're out here acting a fool. And now you got to pay all this money um, every month in child support payments. So, like I said, fuck him. And I wish that black men would stop standing for him. Or what they said, don't be a stand. So anyway, moving on from Kanye West. I want to shout out my girl Portia. 
formerly Portia Williams, who is now Miss Portia Gorbadia, because she has married Nigerian baller, BDB, shout out to my girls from Poor Minds, Nigerian businessman, Simon Gorbadia, and they had one of the most fabulous public celebrity weddings that I have seen in a long time. I want to shout out to my cousin, Glenn PJ. Let's talk about this at the table. What type of wedding are you looking forward to, tasters? So we were speaking about the fact that Portia had the whole African shebang. They did the African wedding overseas. They did the two-day wedding here in the States where there were several wardrobe changes. Oh, there was a day where she asked all of her guests to show up at their wedding in all black, like all black formal attire and tasters. When I tell you Portia's wedding party was sharp, then she had days where she was dressed in beautiful African garb with the decorative headdress and Everything, it, it was damn near like costume for a movie. Like, you know, she must have needed wardrobe people. Fuck a stylist. You know how movies, it's like the wardrobe person. Oh, it was so beautiful. So glamorous. And one thing I did love about their wedding, it looked like they had so much fun. And then at the end, they showed their reception. They had the big giant cake. You know how these celebrities do it, the the giant cake that you got to slice with a sword. Oh, there was one point where she had on some sparkly fitted dress showing off all her curves because everybody know that Portia got legs, hips, and body-yotty with a big pimp hat on. That's what I call it. It was like an oversized pimp hat. And she was just dancing all over the place and shaking her ass and showing her ass. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And a day later, Shawnee O'Neal, Shaq's ex-wife, the, I guess the producer of Basketball Wives or the creator of Basketball Wives, pops out with scenes from her dull ass wedding. And me and my cousin, Glenn PJ, shouting her out again. We had a good giggle about that. And that's what made me bring up this topic. Do you want a dry traditional wedding? I've been to dry t- traditional weddings. I've been to weddings where I was damn near asleep. That's how boring the shit was. And watching Portia's wedding and actually having experienced an African wedding before in my life, that's what I want. I want my wedding to be a blast. And I noticed that people from countries outside of the U.S., they have these mighty grand spectacular weddings where it's fun like um my cousin shout out my cousin silky went to an east indian wedding where it again a days long affair they were they had elephants um all types of decorations and food and everything was spicy and colorful and beautiful shout her out again silky for taking me to my first african wedding we went years ago And I felt like I was at a concert. Again, that's how much fun it was, how big the venue was, how many wardrobe changes there were. That's what I want. I want a wedding day that feels like a party. I'm going to let you in on something, tasters. When I entertained a marriage with my last ex and I thought that we were going to do it, I told him I wanted our wedding weekend to be a whole pool party. This was my plan. 
I wanted to rent out like a lake house and everybody come and just turn up. And I wanted our wedding day for everybody to be in bathing gear by the pool. And after we said our vows, everybody just jump into the pool, drinking a bunch of champagne, eating good food and cake and having a blast. Because that to me should be your wedding day. Not some on the books, traditional dry shit. That's why I brought up Shawnee O'Neal. After watching Portia's beautiful wedding events, because that's what it was. It was a whole event. And the days of, and the pictures, and here goes Shawnee O'Neal a day later. Look, a day late and a dollar short with her wedding photos. And she didn't just get married, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. She may have. I thought she'd been married a couple of months. But she pops out with her wedding, and it was dry. It was dry. It was the all-white, the diamond affair, the religious. I think she had Bishop T.D. Jakes officiating. She had the Osley brothers singing. It was cute, but I didn't see any, like, oh, like joy. Like, Portia's wedding, it was like being at a fucking Burner Boy concert. When I watched the scenes from her big day, it was like, bitch, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. That's what your wedding day is supposed to feel like. And that's how I want my wedding day to be. But trust me, Texas, I am going to get married. And it's going to be a good day. Like I said, I want plenty food, plenty booze. The only thing I'm not going to do, me and my cousin was laughing about, I said, I'm going to be so lit that I show up at the altar drunk on my wedding day. And my cousin was like, don't do no trifling shit like that. Do not show up drunk to the altar on your wedding day. So you know what, Texas, I promise you that. When you all come to um, Stella Belafonte's nuptials, I'm not going to be drunk. But I plan to get drunk, big drunk afterwards. Not falling down, get on everybody's nerves, want to fight drunk. But I definitely want to be tipsy and feeling good. And, um, yeah. Like, I don't want to drag it, but that's really what was on my mind. You know, you got all these... It's so much going on around me. And people are still getting married. And that's another thing I wanted to shout out. In the last couple of months, I've seen several beautiful black women in the celebrity world walk down the aisle. And for some of them, it's their second or third walk down the aisle. Let's shout out to um, Lil Wayne's ex-wife, Toya Johnson, who is on her third marriage. And I love it. Who says that black women don't get married? Who says that nobody loves us? Well, actually, that's the shit that's written. That's what they write stories and articles about. But I don't have no evidence um, behind that. Like I said, in the past, I'd say at least a year, I've seen LaToya get married. We've seen Portia, Shawnee O'Neal with her dry ass wedding, no matter what she did it. And also, ooh, the singer Shantae Moore with her foxy, fabulous ass. And honestly, I like seeing these women of a certain age walking down the aisle because you know it gets told especially um your man rest in peace kevin samuels the 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 world's biggest misogynist most popular black misogynist feels that black women have a cutoff age we got an expiration date well tell that to shantae moore tell it to shawnee o'neill tell it to janet jackson because don't forget she was in her 50s when she got married and had a baby but child, listen, tasters, woo, come close, closer. I like and love Janet. That's my girl. And I thought it was a beautiful thing when she get married. 
when she got married, rather. But babies after 50, sister, you in a class by yourself. That's something that I can't imagine. I'm not judging and saying it's wrong, but it's like after a baby at 50 and better, where do you go from there? <laughs> you know? But shout out, like I said, to all of these beautiful black women who are getting married. And as far as divorce, I said I wanted to speak about that too. Shout out to my women who are not afraid to find love again and to marry after a divorce. You know, you got people that after their divorces, they're saying things like I was listening to um, Carmelo's ex-wife, Lala Anthony, say that she'll never get married again after her experience as a married woman. And I don't, I don't know. That's not a positive to me. There's no plus. I can see if you're feeling that way because you actually feel that way. It's like, I've been there. I enjoyed myself. I'm not looking forward, but I would hope that her marriage wasn't such a strain and didn't wear her out to the point where as beautiful as she is and as young as she still is, that she just can't imagine getting married again. See, that's what I don't want. Like, I am not afraid of the idea of divorce, even though we all, when we walk down the aisle, we pray that our marriages are forever. I would suspect that's why you do it. I don't think that anyone gets married to get divorced. But if a divorce does take place, I really don't feel like it should mess you up to the point that you never want to do it again. And I just pray for all of my tasters, especially the women, because I know we can go through things with men that can just leave us so worn out, so jaded, you know, just really mess with our mentals. Like, oh, fuck these men. I'll never get married. I'll never believe in love again. And I got to be honest, I plead guilty. Years ago, I was that type of woman. I would let every heartbreak destroyed me to the point where I would say, never again. I hate these motherfucking men. I'm never going to do it again. And then I'd do it again. So you know what I had to do? I had to unlearn that pattern of behavior. You don't have to let every relationship devastate you. No matter how long or how short the situation was, it doesn't have to make you fall apart. And I feel like the only reason why we are falling apart after breakups is when we allow a man to be the center of our world. And that's something that I've learned. It took a long time. But I'd say by the time I got to about 35 years old, I learned to not make a man the center of my world. You know, things happen. These men will marry you. They will love you. And then they will drop you. Let's talk about Portia and Simon again. Yeah, I am going to get into a little celebrity um, information, a little celeb business. Before he married Portia... He was actually married to a, an acquaintance of hers. And that marriage didn't last. And that acquaintance of hers, she's not sitting around kicking herself and falling out flights of stairs because her husband moved on and married somebody else. She actually found somebody else and got pregnant and apparently may be pregnant again. You know, you got to live your life. You got to keep it pushing. You got to move on. And we will also taste this. Speaking of marriage, what about destination weddings? That was something that I wanted to do. That was in my heart for a long time as well. But um, at the point where I was thinking about getting married, 
it was several elders in my um, fiance to be's family. And our biggest worry was if we get married somewhere far, how would they be able to make it? Like, how is our so-and-so going to make it to, to the Cayman Islands? She's 95 years old. How is uncle such and such going to get to the wedding? And you know he damn near 80 and can hardly walk. So that's what made me cut off that idea. But I still want a destination, even if it's not overseas. Like I said, I still have the lake house idea. Or I was seeing imagery of weddings at like beautiful cottages. Like any of you all on Pinterest? Yeah, I'm a Pinterest type of gal. I had started saving things on Pinterest that I would see like wedding day ideas. Like even my wedding attire. I may not do the African and the way the Indians do it with all of these wardrobe changes. But I want my wedding day attire to be so special and so memorable like, I want to have on the wedding attire that people talk about from year, years to come. Like, oh, my God, do you remember what Stella and her husband wore on their wedding day? They look so fire. Oh, my God, they were so lit. That's what I want to hear about the day I walked down the aisle. And me and my husband was fire and lit. Look, burning shit up on the way down the aisle. And also, um, I feel like when you rent out these big lake houses and cottages then you can have like your own caterers and stuff like i know sometimes when you use these venues you have to go along with what they have to offer like what if you don't like their menu what if you don't want the food that they serve what if you don't like their booze policies and you just gotta go along with it like honestly tasters i don't want a wedding where everybody's eating um what is it like rigatoni and and roast lamb shank and that's what it's on a lot of these freaking venue menus no i don't want that i want a wedding where for appetizers we eating fried chicken wings and swedish meatballs and fried shrimp and then you know we might have some uh, a pig roasting on the spit damn it you know i want something like that big giant pans of ziti and rice and beans like on my big day i want people to eat I want people to leave my wedding saying, oh my God, I ate so good and it was so wonderful. And another thing I see that people are getting into is the no cameras rule. And at first I didn't understand. I'm like, why you don't want people taking pictures? I get it. I get it. I, you know what? I like it. They said that's what Portia did. Um, a friend of mine went to a wedding not too long ago where it was a no camera policy. Years ago, the first wedding that I heard that was like that was Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like for years, celebrities have been getting married and having weddings where there was like no public allowed and they would shut everything down and have security to keep like the paparazzi out. I understand that. But now they're having weddings where they don't even want you pulling your phones and flashing pictures in their face during the, during the wedding. And I understand that. Like, it's my wedding. Pay attention to what's going on. I got a photographer. You know, let's just have a, a booth. Like, I definitely would love that. I would love a photo booth at my wedding with props and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today, Tasters. Something light and sweet. Something bubbly with a little champagne poured all over it. And then, um, yeah, we spoke about divorce. Well, actually... I didn't. I spoke about the divorce of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. But how do you all feel about divorce? Now, one thing I will say I am noticing and I'm brave enough to say when I have encountered some divorces, you know, just people in my life 
or people that I, you know, am close to, even if I'm not that close, just people that I am familiar with. I noticed that when they get divorced, I'm not surprised. Tell the truth, tasters. The people around you who have gotten divorced that you know about, was it really a shock? Like, I don't think I've ever known anybody in my life that divorced. And it was like, OMG, are you serious? Oh, my God, I really believed in it. I got to be real with you. Most of the people in my world, or like I said, just that I'm familiar with, that I've witnessed go through a divorce. Looking back, I wonder what the fuck made them get married in the first place. And, you know, people will probably be like, well, who are you to say? I can say what I want to say. This is just an opinion and observation. And I'm brave enough to say I have witnessed people get divorces. Then when I look back, it makes you ask, what made you get married in the first damn place? You know, like I have heard people say during the divorce, like breathe a sigh of relief. You know, when it's the wife that was the problem. Ooh, she never loved him anyway. And when the husband was a problem, he was a piece of shit. I don't know what made her marry him. You know, I wonder if we should start doing that, Tasters. Like, how would you take it if you were about to enter into a marriage and there were people around you bold enough to look you in your face as a friend or a loved one and say, I think you're making a really terrible mistake. Like, it's to my lady Tasters especially. How would you take it if a friend or a family member was, like I said, just brave enough to pull you up, sit you down and say, I don't think you should do this. Like, you sure you want to marry this man? I don't think you do. Like, how would you take that? Honestly, I don't know how I would take it. But one thing I will say, with the last person that I was supposed to marry, that I assumed was going to walk me down the aisle because that's the promise he made, I did have a friend that was bold enough to tell me that. She couldn't stand him. She couldn't stand him from the gate. At the door, she was telling me, girl, I do not like this man for you. Look, I do not like this goblin-ass nigga for you. You are trading down, and I feel you deserve so much better. Don't get with this man. And you know what? I didn't listen to her. And you know they always say hindsight is twenty twenty. And looking back, honestly, I wish I had. I wish that I had listened to her. You know, I wish that I had just let people say, girl, that was some shallow shit. You let your girlfriend tell you not to marry some man. You missed the boat. Here it is. I end up missing the boat anyway. The man walked out on me. We never ended up married. And it was all for what? You know, I put my needs and wants on the line, well, behind me, to believe in this goblin-ass man for a marriage that never even took place. So, yeah, again, tasters, I'm just curious. How do you feel about that? Would you appreciate the honesty if one of your loved ones was to tell you that they don't think you should be marrying the person that you're engaged to? Or would you be offended? And you know what? With me, I never appreciated the honesty. And it's not that I thought she was a hater. Let me say that right now. That's one thing people always assume. Oh, she's hating. She must be a hater. No, no, no. It had nothing to do with hating I really thought that she was just being shallow. I thought that, you know, I had the incorrect belief system that, you know, this man ain't the best looking. He ain't my ideal, but he's a good man. And because he's so not my ideal, that's what would make him a better man. Because who the fuck else wants him? Yeah, I honestly felt that. I felt that this man was so unattractive and so dirt 
then why the fuck would he leave me? I had really gotten myself to a point like by a second year. I was like, please, I got this a goblin ass motherfucker locked in. His ugly ass ain't going nowhere. Who wants him? What a horrible and terrible thing to think about a person. And maybe that's my karma. Don't ever believe in your mind that somebody is just so unlovable and unattractive that nobody else would want him except you and you're only with them because you feel like you're doing them a favor. <laughs> you know, but you live, you learn, it's experiences. But you know what? As much as I complain or we weep and stress and say, why me? There are quite a few experiences that I could say I wouldn't give back for the world. I'm glad I experienced this because it taught me the lesson that just because a man isn't your ideal, again, isn't the most fine, attractive in your eyes, it doesn't mean that he's going to be a better man for you. Hard lesson to learn, but I learned it, you know? So anyway, tasters, that, that was it for my thoughts, my tasty top picks for the day. Yeah. Um, do I have a, I know you fucking lying? I've been through so much. Look, been there, done that. I can't think of one off the top, but I'll get back to you. And you know. If you hear the bongo drums, that means I'm coming back to it. Something crossed my mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? We can talk about it. We'll talk about it. This is not even, I don't even want to call this so much that I know you fucking lying. This is a, you know, I'll call this one a hard pill to swallow. You know, I was dealing with a man years ago and... He was older than me. I actually spoke about him. If you look back at one of my earlier episodes and I talked about dating older men just because they're older and for no other reason besides them being older than you. And I actually was talking to my Batman about this earlier. We were talking about being involved with people who have children and they still have relationships with the parents of those children. So let's talk about me. I was with this man and we were already on shaky grounds. Like we was walking on thin ice in our relationship. We had already came back on that from that shit ass trip to Vegas. Again, if you don't know about the Vegas story, go back to my earlier episodes when I'm talking about dealing with old men, older men. And um, we had went on the shittiest vacation ever to Vegas, came home. Relationship is on thin ice. So now it's time to... um go visit his son out of town. He had a teenage son at the time who lived out of town with his mother. He had a daughter with his ex-wife that, um, you know, they were siblings from two different parents. So long story short, he sat in my face one weekend. Mind you, we were living together and said, I'm going to see my son. I said, okay, that's nice. He said, I'm taking my daughter. Okay, that's even nicer. Where are you staying? Let's just call her Brenda because she was a real Brenda looking ass bitch we staying at brenda's house i said brenda your children's mother that's where you're staying i said why would you do that because she has a very big house and she and i are good friends oh yeah i said well why can't you stay at a hotel you know what this nigga told me why would i spend money at a hotel with that big house that she got what kind of fool i look like that's what this old motherfucker said to me. What kind of fool I look like paying money at a hotel when Brenda's got this big house? And I remember as young as I was, because I was a little younger. I was just barely 30 when I was involved with him. I said, let me ask you something. 
Well, how Brenda man feel about that? How Brenda husband feel about you coming to stay with your daughter in her house? You know what he told me? Brenda ain't married. Brenda ain't got no boyfriend. So taste this. I was supposed to accept that my man was driving out of town with his child to go lay up in his baby mother's house, who was formerly his girlfriend, lay up in Brenda's house for a whole weekend because he wanted to see his son. I can't make this shit up. But the reason why me and mine were talking about it, because we were just just sharing stories. And, you know, he had talked about something similar in his world that not that he did it, but it was supposed to be accepted on his end as well. And he wasn't going for it. And honestly, that talk, it made me appreciate him more. And I told him, I said, babe, you are very mature because you would be shocked by how many men think that it's perfectly okay to be laid up with their exes or go on family vacations with exes that they're no longer involved with and use their children as an excuse. So, yeah, that was totally unacceptable. And me and this man did not last long. So, I guess you could call it a, I know you fucking lying. But it was definitely a hard pill to swallow because I did accept it at the time. It's not that I accepted it, but I couldn't change it. He had to, he left. He went and he, and, and I was so stupid. Oh, my God. Because he was telling me how Brenda had a big old swimming pool. Because, you know, she had a good government job out of town and had this really massive property with this giant swimming pool and I remember going to Kmart after work one day because he wanted me to pick out some bathing you know swimsuits and look for a swim cap for his daughter look at me picking out shit so his child couldn't enjoy a trip out of town with her daddy at his ex-girlfriend slash baby mama's house what they say fool that I am no fool that I was but never again I said, you ain't pulling the wool over my eyes. And I am grateful for all of my experiences. And I am very grateful that I experienced a lot of my traumas and bullshit and relationships young. Because again, I can't imagine going through something like that now in my 40s. And then I was just barely 30. Been there, done that, won't happen again. So that's it, tasters. I hope you enjoy this Tasty Tuesday. Again, if you have any suggestions or, you know, one advice, I feel like I give pretty good advice. One thing all of my people, my closest people would tell you, I practice what I preach. I don't give out advice and direct women or men to do things that I would never do myself. So let me know what you want to get into. Ms. Ironbox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Bye.